Hey sis, welcome to the Women Series Podcast. I'm your host, Holly Sinclair. This is a show where period talk is celebrated, feminism is the driver, and fertility doesn't just equal baby making. Join me and my colleagues as we explore health, wellness, and womanhood. Hello, ladies. You've got just me. Um, I'm not looking overly special because these podcasts are about you connecting with me, um, having that intimate time outside of a, an appointment. And this is honestly what I look like day to day. I'm not going to put on a full face of makeup uh, because society tells me to. I've just popped a pimple. Um, I've got greasy hair. And today, I want to talk about SIBO. SIBO is something that many of my clients um, work with me for, and it stands for small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. Now, you may not have had a SIBO diagnosis, or you probably have never even heard of SIBO, and that's okay. But this is still going to be very relevant for you because up to 50% of Westerners have SIBO. And we're going to go through the mechanisms that can cause it and some of the things that are really helpful at successfully managing it and obviously where to get tested and all those sorts of things. So if any of the symptoms that I talk about resonate with you, um, you can always email me if you're not working with me privately. Otherwise, definitely look into working with a trained practitioner to get some investigation done around potentially ruling out SIBO. So like I said, SIBO stands for small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. And it's effectively this mechanism where bacteria from either the mouth or the large intestine translocate into the small intestine. And this usually happens because the ileocecal valve, which is the valve that stops microbes or food going back up from the large intestine to the small intestine, can potentially get damaged. You know, that's the, that's the valve that separates the two areas of bowel. So when there's any um, weakness in that valve, then that separation is going to get lost. And that can definitely lead to different types of bacteria being in the small intestine when they probably shouldn't be there. Now, the number one symptom of SIBO is chronic bloating and, and especially bloating where, you know, you've potentially done an elimination diet. Maybe you have done even a leaky gut protocol. Um, you've removed toxic compounds from your environment like products and mold and yet you're still getting that chronic bloating, that is a very good sign that SIBO is probably to play. And more specifically, when you have chronic bloating rapidly after eating different types of sugars, such as starches, um, fruits, honey, and even fiber. And then beyond that, there are food groups that are called fructans, um, and they're, they're vegetables like lettuce, beetroot, cauliflower, mushrooms, broccoli, and fructans are a, a simple sugar. And so you could get reactive to those types of foods. 
Now, if that resonates with you, that's probably a really good indication that SIBO is definitely at play. Now, in saying that, not all bloating is SIBO. So you might have a gallbladder issue. You might have hydrochloric acid problems. You may have pancreatic enzyme deficiencies. Um, potentially your motility is compromised. So the way in which your nervous system is, is functioning is compromised. And that doesn't necessarily mean it's a SIBO problem, but in my clinical experience, many people have just that chronic bloating despite doing all the right things. That tends to be a SIBO issue. Now, how do you get diagnosed, right? So there's different ways to diagnose SIBO. The most common one is a breath test. Um, but if you don't have access to that, you can actually use just the chat, this, this approach with a FODMAP diet where it's like you challenge yourself on the FODMAP diet. And all that that means is you remove FODMAP substances for 14 days. And you have to be super strict um, to obviously judge it appropriately. But if you were to remove FODMAP completely uh, for a minimum of two weeks and your bloating got better, that's your diagnosis. You don't necessarily need a breath test to confirm that because um, it's definitely a strong suggestion that you have SIBO. FODMAP foods are different types of sugar molecules. So you've got fructose, oligosaccharides, disaccharides, monosaccharides, and I can't remember what P stands for, but that's what the FODMAP or F-O-D-M-A-P stands for. And they're different types of sugar molecules. And so with SIBO, it's highly, highly reactive. Those bacteria are very re reactive to those different types of simple sugars. Um, if, if you do have SIBO, then that needs to be addressed as a serious red flag that you have some severe gastrointestinal problems. Um, and if you kind of ignore it, which, you know, unfortunately a lot of people do because it gets misdiagnosed as IBS, where even though 80% of people with IBS actually just have SIBO um, and you let it go on and on and on, then it only progressively gets worse and worse and worse. And it can lead to a lot of health problems. So let me just break that down, what that looks like. It might start as mild bloating. So you might just have a little bit of bloating here and there. Okay, now that might be manageable for you or you can live like that, but that's your body telling you, hang on a second, uh, something's going on here. And if you don't listen to that, that's going to progressively get worse and create more inflammation and more damage at the intestinal lining. And when there's damage at the intestinal lining, that then creates malnutrition. Okay, so this is when you'll see on a blood panel potentially low issues with vitamin D. You might have low iron. You might have low B12, low magnesium, low zinc. Um, you know, all of these blood markers will be very low because your intestines, where all of your absorption takes place, 90%, for those who have done my course will know this, but 90% of your absorption takes place in the small intestine. So if there is a bacterial overgrowth there that's causing inflammation, that's causing damage to the villi, then you're instantly going to start becoming malnourished. Now, what do all of those, except for vitamin D, what do all of those um, nutrients then lead to when you're deficient in them? They lead to anemia. And so, you know, how many of, how many women are diagnosed with anemia, but is it actually just, is it an issue with anemia 
from a not consuming the right foods or is it actually just an issue with SIBO that's causing the anemia? Um, and in the worst spectrum of this, like if you keep that going and so you get a diagnosis of anemia and you've had chronic bloating and you're just ignoring all of it or you might get shot with some iron, which is a lot of shit anyway, um, you know, if you let all that go, what can then happen is different types of protein structures will get impacted because your intestines are responsible for absorbing proteins as well. And then obviously prior to that, your stomach. So things like your albumin and your globulin levels will be very low. And that's not good because albumin is very important. It's a, it's a type of protein. It's very important for osmotic pressure, which basically means um, fluid retention. And so when your albumin is really low, this is when you start to have swelling issues. So you might have like swelling in the ankles, swelling in the feet, in the legs, in the face, right? Uh, and of course, that can also have a lot to do with your lymphatic system. But for the purpose of today's podcast, we're talking about SIBO. So if your albumin is low, albumin is also a nutrient transporter and it's very um, important for transporting glutathione around the body. And then you've got globulin. So globulin is a branch of proteins. Um, some of you may recognize that word as an immunoglobulin, um, which are very important for your immune functions. So this is where, you know, maybe now you're getting like chronic susceptibility to infections and viruses and then more bacteria. And now you've got like a clusterfuck of symptoms on your hand because what might've started as SIBO has now led to more parasites and more bacteria and all of these other things because it wasn't dealt with properly at the beginning. So you can see like that trajectory is pretty full on if it gets sort of misled or not treated properly. So I just wanted to, to frame that. If you'd like to keep listening to this episode, please head over to Patreon, where for $5 a month, you get unlimited access. You can also find full access to the podcast, as well as my courses, multiple webinars and eBooks at thewomenseries.com. As always, please remember this podcast is for informational purposes only. You should seek professional advice for any health-related issues. Thank you for supporting me and my desire to make all women healthy, fertile and whole.